Nancy and Rick. This, uh, this episode's sponsored by... You guys by... owe me a new Cutlass Supreme. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a Taco Bell order. <laughs> it was my first car. I like, uh, yeah, Baja Blast and uh, Cutlass Supreme. <laughs> <laughs> quick, some sudden twist to it. <laughs> oh, boy. Welcome back to Movie Pit episode... Seven. Seven. Season five. I reversed the order like the Europeans boop, boop. do. Mm, oh, they Europeans. put their dates out of order. Episode seven, season five. Because we just watched Mamma Mia, the Grecian miracle. <laughs> I don't know. It seemed like a good time. Sort fun. of. Most recently, I guess. Uh, that was not my best Grecian accent. <laughs> that was actually one of the worst ones I've heard. You're normally really wow. good at impressions. Wow. At least Do you want to try it again? Feedback. No, I don't. Actually, we just got done watching Mamma Mia, a Grecian musical. <laughs> How was that? That was exactly good. the same to me. That's felt very, very Greek to <laughs> exactly me. Exactly the same. Have you seen a Little Caesars commercial? That was slightly better than Greece. <laughs> and speaking Greece. A pizza, lot of food pizza. references. Just uh, one yes, minute I'll in a here. A supreme and a pizza pizza. <laughs> <laughs> but we're no. back and we're watching another great summer classic? Question mark? Because Question I've mark. never seen this. And if yeah, you don't know either. us. I'm Ryan. I'm Colleen. I'm Mary. We almost oh. forgot that. Wow. I saved it. Thank you. Today we're watching. I don't even remember if we did that. And I don't think we did. Oh boy, don't go back and listen. I did a lot of mistakes. And uh, <laughs> I did a lot. Of <laughs> I did a lot of mistakes. <laughs> I did a lot, <laughs> did a lot of, bad of things. I'm not things proud of. Grease. I'm, anyway. I'm gonna try to suppress the views and listens on. Uh, no, the Mia my fave movie. I literally was had brought myself to tears with how poorly I had used <laughs> in the English language. <laughs> It's important to have things in life that keep you humble. Oh, well, that one did it. Episode to quote, six. To quote you from the I Know What You Did Last Summer, you said, all things considered, that was a pretty good sentence. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, We're still lacking in true sponsors, surprisingly. So, But our lessons are through the roof this season. Thank wow. you all for listening and tuning in. If you haven't yet, rate. Review. Subscribe. subscribe. Send us an email. I have mailed Follow out a few stickers on, and buttons. Um, Instagram, maybe. At so, the movie bin. At the movie bin. We're there. Tag us when you listen. DM us with your thoughts. Yeah. I will check. And we'll have a season right We're going to have a season six. Mary already committed to it. Yeah, she did. She did early we'll on. We have it on tape. Don't look at us like that. Don't, Mary. Stop. We'll get to that later. But right now, a summer classic, one of Colleen's favorites. This is one she really wanted to have this season. And it, and it also made it on the votes when we asked people's favorites. Did mm-hmm. it? It did. I'm yeah, glad. it did. Uh, we're it? going to be watching The Great Outdoors. Ooh. The Great Outdoors. Yes. It's a very funny. documentary. Yes, about camping. Hmm. Is it a camping movie? It, uh, cabin. Like, it's, cabin camping. Yeah. Not like tent camping. I, I had never even heard of this I movie. I was confused with it. this movie and the Matthew Perry, Chris Farley movie, which is not called The Great Outdoors. What uh, is it called? In fact, I don't even know what it's called. I'm going to look it up in a second. But- uh, Mary's just, gonna pretend like she knows what the great outdoors is about. Well, Mary's gonna it. Mary's gonna look at the cover here, mm-hmm. and she will uh, get to tell us what the plot is. Let me find you a good cover. I'm pretty Mary. sure that the great outdoors is a is a is a store, but mm. I would assume you're it has best nothing. Pro shop. Yeah, I am. I well. definitely am thinking of that. Because <laughs> <laughs> well. when you said that, it all came into focus in my head. Uh, Almost Heroes is the movie I'm thinking this of. This is the cover. Perry and Chris oh, Nettles. this has Dan Aykroyd Nothing and close. John Candy. I think this is the movie Chris Farley died in. Sorry to bring it down. Okay. Oh, John that's Candy. That's a major bummer. Dan Aykroyd. I love John Candy. The Great He's Outdoors. So funny in Home Alone. Yes, he, he is. is funny in that. Polka, and the cool King runnings. of the Midwest. We got a lot of Polka, John Candy Polka. movies. Wow. This is, a, is this our Triple Candy? <gasps> oh, a Triple Candy episode? Ooh. Not this well, not episode, season, not Series. season, podcast. Is it triple 
Yeah, it's a triple candy episode. It's our third candy. Yeah. This is a triple candy. We would win something. But if a triple this was candy a episode feels like there's three candies in this episode. You know, it could be. There could be. Maybe his family's in this part of the crew. Like the Quades. Great outdoors. Okay, there's a bear, there's a raccoon, there's a rope tied around them, which makes me think caper movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mad Ryan gets every time you, you have called. And I, I think on record you have called every movie a caper movie. Maybe Jaws except Jaws. Was not a caper you did not movie. call Jaws a caper movie, but we're no. right on track. Neither was I Know What You Did Last Summer. I'm pretty sure you called it a caper movie. I think you did at one point. But <laughs> hijinks. Yeah, I was I might have been wrong about that. All right, so Murder this is, is an not a caper, caper worth movie. pursuing. All right, May, what's this about? <clears throat> okay, so there's a fishing pole. I'm going to guess that John Candy and Dan Aykroyd are uh camping in the woods. I'm going to guess that they do not want to be there together. Man, it's really hard to just look at the cover and guess, but it looks they're like just standing there. I know that's why it's hard because I like, can't really tell what they're doing. But they're dressed very differently, so I'm gonna guess that they're two different types of people who are maybe forced to be in one place together and kind of make it work in the great outdoors. So, who would be forcing these men to go camping together? What's what's <laughs> that about? It's a great Mary? question, Colleen. Um, Thank you. I'm going to guess that either they are like brothers-in-law or okay. they are co-workers on a team-building <laughs> retreat. The government is forcing. Hunger Games with John Candy. He yeah. would not last five minutes. He doesn't look very fast. Boom rested. Uh, <laughs> He's also dead. Okay, so I respect a little bit. Okay? But I'm gonna guess like uh, at some to the candy estate. somehow they <laughs> the candy estate. That's amazing. I'm gonna uh, guess that they somehow are not like uh, they like lose connection with either they're with a group and they get left behind somewhere, okay. and they have to kind of make it work or something like that, where like they don't have access to. Okay. Like every, when you say everyone left behind, else. you mean people were raptured? And no, then they I mean they just left without them, or some like something like that. Where like it's not supposed to just be the two of them, but somehow it ends up just the two of them, and they ha- kind of have to make it work. Maybe they're trying to find their way back. To so their these group. coworkers go on a or brothers-in-law. You got to pick. I mean, you, I don't have to pick. There's maybe it's two. Both, it's a family business. No, it's not a family business. Coworkers who are and, also brothers-in-law. Is that, is that what you're going with? Mary, we need a definitive plot going into this. <laughs> you can't true. just say, or maybe this. That's not how this, this is works. Because no. I haven't even heard of this movie. At least the other ones I had like heard wow. of before. Well, Mary. I had it confused with a, a Chris Farley movie. So, well, Chris Farley and John Candy could be cousins. Yeah, that's where I thought. I was like, oh, there's two kind of rotund gentlemen on the front. Yeah, cover. All right, Mary. They've commit. ended up somewhere that they don't want to be, and they're trying desperately, desperately to get back to the people that they do want to be around. And this movie is about them trying to survive in the great outdoors. It's a journey. Send tweet. And their co-workers or brothers? I don't know. Pick one, Mary. Just say it. Brothers. They're brothers. All right. Brothers who go camping together, get and separated from uh, some kind of group. Way back home? It's kind of a heartwarming story. It's like, like uh, Homeward Bound. Yeah. <laughs> but, a human journey. But with two men. Okay. Should be able dogs. to camp. <laughs> Can't wait to watch it. Let's do it. Take out the papers and the trash. Are you don't get no spending cash. Don't go back.
Yes. Yes. Don't talk back. Nailed it. Got it. Wow. We're back. We're back. This was the campiest movie we've watched yet. Literally. Wow. Very clever. You've been saving that? What? How is it? That was not even clever. I mean, campiest. Literally campiest. They're camping. Parent Trap was pretty campy, but this one's campier. This was super campy. This is super campy. We're back. And uh, we just finished The Great Outdoors. And it was great. It was. Outdoors. Outdoors. (laughs) It was great. Outdoors. (laughs) I would say when it first started and I found out what it was really about, which I wasn't that far off, I I thought, I'm going to friggin' love this movie. This is about to be hilarious. And I didn't laugh as much as I thought I was going to. If I'm going to be honest, I remembered liking this movie more than... I did watching it. I liked it, but I thought I loved it. I feel like it I've pulled seen in a so forty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which I feel like it's probably about right. Yeah, That's like how it had I a lot. It had it a lot of potential. It did, but I just didn't feel like it totally landed. We'll get all there. the we'll get there. Yeah, yeah. All okay. the we're not reviewing yet, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're not. We're not. Fact, you didn't hear anything. You heard nothing. Yakety we'll start yak. from the top. Yakety yak. Let's let's don't don't talk back. Don't, don't, don't. Way to find that note. All right, this was a 1988 movie. Wow. Uh, so I was born. Were you married? Nope. Okay. And you I were? I was two. My Great. parents had not even met. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was I think five. they did meet in uh, So I was I was pre-kindergarten, pre-K. I didn't watch this until I could later. see why. Yeah. <laughs> There's some unnecessary language that made me laugh out loud. And this, oh, the whole thing? Between the raccoons, pretty much. The raccoons were great. <laughs> I but guess you couldn't read then. Written by John Hughes, mm-hmm. uh, who we love. Love him. He wrote. It's fantastic. I mean, all, so many things. He Home wrote Alone. all of them. He wrote Home, all of them. Home He's Alone. like king of the Brat Pack. Yeah. Uh, Pretty right? in Pink, Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. All these things. And he, uh, the director of it was Howard, we'll say it's Dutch. Deutsch? Deutsch. Deutschy. Howard Deutsch. Deutsch. I don't don't know if that's a hard T or a soft T or, you know, but these two also, they wrote Pretty in Pink together and directed it. Mm -hmm. And then also some kind of wonderful. Mm -hmm. So both of these two 80s classics. And I feel like this is kind of their third. Which is interesting because it doesn't exactly feel like it completes the trio. It doesn't fit. Nope. Any of their other genres at all. Yeah. It's a little home alone It is. But not too much. Like, it's got, like, some family yeah, qualities. Yeah, it's like Home Alone, but, like, less some, good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> less good. But it stars two unbelievable... Comedy powerhouses. Dan Aykroyd, John Candy. Mm-hmm. They're wonderful. Yeah, and they didn't need anyone else famous. That's and also it. Annette Bening. Oh, this yeah. is her I very love, first movie. I love Which her. is unbelievable that... It took this long for her to, hey, there there you go, kids. If you need some motivation, you know, Annette Benning was however old she was in this and didn't have a- 65. She was 65 in this movie? Like, Wait, what? She was probably like 30. I'll look it up. She Hold was on. pretty young. But, you know, there's a bit of a crossover because Annette Benning, amongst being in many other great movies like American Beauty and 20th Century Women, et cetera, et cetera, was in- the American President, which shared a set with Independence Day. Wow. You may remember that we, from earlier this welcome season. Welcome to the Movie Ben Cinematic Universe, where everything is connected. <laughs> Everything's connected. Speaking of which, we were wrong in the intro of this episode, and this is not our triple candy. Unfortunately, not triple candy, because it is a, it's a quad candy. Whoa, oh my we got a sweet tooth. <laughs> <laughs> got a sweet tooth. The missed- only thing that'll fill it is more candy. <laughs> more candy. Because see, we have Irv in Cool Runnings. Mm-hmm. We have... You know, I forget his name in Home Alone, but we know who he is. Yeah, Uncle. No, not even an uncle. Just he's the guy from the polka the, band, the polka, polka, uh, polka, polka king of the Midwest. Polka, yeah, polka. and then he's Joe? also the baseball announcer in Rookie of the Year, our mm. very first episode. Ruggie. 
which you should go back and listen to. It's <laughs> Rugi of the year. Rugi of the year. Rugi. Rugi of the year. But that's who's in it. Um, and then a lot of the other actors are pretty. They're pretty minor. I actually so Stephanie Farisi, who's the I think her name's Connie. She's the, Dan Aykroyd's wife. Or no, she's uh, oh no Chet's no no wife. she's John Candy's, John Candy's wife. wife. Um, I saw her and I was like, oh my! I didn't recognize her name, but I saw when I saw her face, she looked so familiar to me, and I had to go back and look on IMDb to see what it was. And it's very niche, but she's <laughs> on one of my favorite all time favorite episodes of How I Met Your Mother. Oh, um, really? That's called the Yips, and it's it's so funny. It's when like Barney loses his mojo and goes back to the first woman who he ever slept <laughs> oh, with and it was her and it's like the neighbor's mom like the like older lady and it's Stephanie Pharisee and I that actually recognized her face because I've seen that From episode that? so many times yeah. I remember that now. I need to go watch that one again it's that's a really good one most of what I know I learned from Magic School Bus or How I Met Your Mother that's probably good though that's a good, those are two great <laughs> I feel very, like if uh, you know me in person that probably makes sense you're covering the spectrum <laughs> of a true. lot of knowledge there, so I think yeah. that's okay yeah 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 um, I think I'm on plot summary for you are so let me give you take it away let me give you a brief plot summary. <laughs> Get <away> here. <laughs> Harry Potter reference back here. Uh, you know, weave it in there. Uh, Mary's kind of people, a Chicago man, mm-hmm. Chet Ripley and his family, Connie, their kids, uh, Ben and Buck. Buck Ripley. What, what a, a name. Fantastic. Poor kid Terrible. from the jump is kind of screwed mm-hmm. with a name like Buck Ripley. Um, unless he owns like a Cadillac dealership. Yeah, we probably will. He might one day, but... Chicago man, uh, Chet wants to take his family on a, a nice summer vacation. And I actually cannot relate at all to this type of summer vacation. This feels like a Midwesterner sub, sub, uh, summer vacation. Like, I never I we were, like, mountain like lake that. people. We're mountain lake people, but we were much more like mountain lake people in the fall, beach people in the summer. Gotcha. So we would always go to like Edisto Beach or Outer Banks or Myrtle Beach or something like that. We, as a Midwestern person, I don't know anybody who vacationed like this. I mean, I vacationed like this when it wasn't a vacation and I was just in brownies, like as a Girl Scout. We went camping a lot. Brownies? Yeah, brownies is the level before you get to like Girl Scout. It's like little little Girl Scouts. They're well, called brownies. Daisies, well, call Girl Daisies brownies, Daisies, juniors, cadets. They've got all sorts of yes. names. Seniors. Wow. Girl, you were a Girl Scout. Do you remember the, Do you remember the pledge? I pledge allegiance. Nope. <laughs> God, I was hoping you didn't. <laughs> I remember something to live like a Girl Scout. Wow. I, li- I actually don't remember. I don't either. know either. You guys ah. are after my plot summary with your real brown. I'm pledges. sorry. I'm so Where sorry. This now is how I know it feels how you to be feel. on the other side, and it's frustrating. But <sighs> I want to say that we pretty all of my friends like went to like Florida or like Hawaii or something. So they you would go far go away on. for vacations. Now, I never went camping I, that I can remember. For a summer. No. On like a lake. Uh, you know, I'm not going to try to say it. It had a lot of letters. It was it in was Wisconsin. Fake. I think they just made a very long name just for the sake of for comedy. comedy's sake. It was like Poconoco with Minnewaka, something like that. Yeah. Nailed it. I think we nailed it. Back uh, to you, Ryan. So they're going uh, on this family vacation for a week in the summer. They're going to go to this cabin, um, and they get there. Chet really wants this to be like a great, uh, you know, memory type summer vacation. Yes. He wants to bond mm-hmm. with his sons because his dad took him to this lake when he was a kid. And he's like, this is my chance to really like bond with my kids and mm-hmm. pass on some of this legacy. Um, when he gets there, though, he finds out that his wife's sister, so Annette Benning, her name is Kate, her husband, Roman, and their two twin psycho daughters Ugh. are coming to spend the week with him as well. Surprise! Um, I don't know if like the sister's like connected beforehand and she invited them up or if they just knew they were going on vacation. It It really seemed like no one knew. Somehow they knew where they were and what house they were in. Mm -hmm. That really wasn't super clear. But 
Roman and his family, Dan Aykroyd, they're coming to crash this vacation. Um, and Roman is a... You love Dan Aykroyd because of how committed he is to this guy, but Roman the person is an awful, truly terrible awful person. Truly, one terrible. of the people where you're like, like you can't root for him. I don't at have, all. A, I don't have any relatives like this. Thank God, because it's somebody who's coming in and trying to be like the cool uncle or the rich uncle, and just trying to like subvert any sort of like parental mm-hmm. leadership or like honor you might have for your parents, and trying to right. be like, he's like, your your family's stupid. Yeah. I'm going to do some your cool stuff. Your dad sucks. <laughs> don't yeah. you wish you had me? How about yeah. the speedboat? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so they come and then everything else for the rest of the movie, I feel like are these little, it feels, we can talk about it in a second, but it feels kind of like Christmas vacation in the sense that there's these little vignettes yeah. of like scenes where. With not a ton of plot. Not a right, lot of plot. Right. They're kind of just like walking through the week. They're not even really trying to move the week High along. High if you will. Much. The only thing moving the whole week <laughs> along is Buck and his little girlfriend relationship. That That's true. Right. Which is actually super cute. It is very cute. Yeah, it's if very he has to live with a name like Buck love, Ripley, Buck he might falls as well for get to have a girlfriend. Some local who works at a uh, kind of a diner, drive-in type place. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, and she's a little rough around the edges. Uh, you know, oh, really yeah. like in like a cool way. In a yeah. cool way. I mean, Smoke she cigarettes, somehow gets to work pool. for all at once a diner, drive-in, and dive. So it's Guy Fieri's all dream. Things. <laughs> it is his dream <laughs> and our dream. But there's uh you know these scenes where they're on a boat or they um they go out to dinner or mm-hmm. they're uh on another boat on a canoe <laughs> there's a lot of, of lots like, of boats there's bears there's only so much you bears. can do on a lake there right. is John Candy tells this story of uh when when he was there with his uh mm-hmm. I guess newlywed wife and they found this bear and he shot the the hair off the top of the bear yeah. and made it a big bald bear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big bald bear. And uh, that makes its way back towards the end when yeah. uh, Dan Aykroyd's twins uh, fall, down fall down a, down a well, uh, like a mine in shaft. like a cave <laughs> with dynamite strange, in it. With old dynamite in it. And somehow, yeah, anyway, the bear lives in this dynamite cave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the bear can somehow get in and, and out. And the bear gets <laughs> in and out, but these adults and children have no way to crawl up and down this mine shaft. Anyway, so they... Uh, the bear makes an appearance towards the end. Um, and ultimately, kind of the big like story arc, I guess, is that Roman is trying to sell John Candy on this business opportunity. Roman is like a day trader, and he has like some inside scoop, and he wants to be able to... $25,000. $25,000, deal of lifetime. And he's trying to, he says, cut Chet and her family yeah. in on some of this big money because they kind of see how much money Roman has, and he knows that Chet and his family don't quite at least live to that extent because... Mm-hmm. Roman's driving a Mercedes and talks about all the different stuff they can do. Um, turns out Roman is broke because yeah. he made a bad deal. Roman is a liar. A, he's a liar and he's just trying to get 25 grand from his brother-in-law just to make ends meet. Living above their means a little bit. Um, and Roman really doesn't feel bad about that until his wife kind of guilts him into turning around. So how is his wife so uninformed? We can get there. So we can get there. Uninformed. Sorry. Uh, and so he comes back and, uh, you know, he explains to Chet that he lied and they're broke and they forgive them and somehow let Roman and his family agree to let them live with them until oh they get God. back on their feet. Yeah, that was not... I mean, yikes. The, the, uh, Chet's wife is really Oof. just putting him in several really uncomfortable positions throughout things. here. Now, granted, Chet did commit them to the twenty-five grand without... She wasn't super psyched about that either. Yeah. But uh, and we're talking inflation again. That's woo. like at least a million dollars. Twenty five grand. Yeah, again, maybe we'll don't maybe check a the finances and a half. on this. But we're talking boatloads, <laughs> jet boats full jet. of money. Uh, and that's pretty much the movie. So there's like a very loose story arc. There's not mm-hmm. a whole lot of redemption. Like other than he no. kind of gets guilted yeah, into. Yeah, he comes back and is like, "I'm sorry," but not I in a super like a way where he's like trying to be a better person. He's just kind of 
like feels a little in the moment guilty for trying hmm. to take that money and I rips found, the check up. I found an inflation calculator if anyone's interested. I yes. am. So 20 grand in 1988. What do you think that would be worth now? Uh, about $8 million. About $8,000. <laughs> $55,000. That now. actually is a lot of money. That's pretty substantial. Yes. It's way more than I have. I have $96 in my savings account in case anybody's under <laughs> Hey, and if you want to make a contribution, <laughs> I'm ready app. to invest. Uh, <laughs> to the invest. money bin. I don't think we have a cash app. <laughs> no, but send us an email. We'll make you an ad. <laughs> Thanks to our sponsor, Alex Tropicals Fish Emporium. <laughs> Alex, tropicals? Okay. I put the apostrophe <laughs> S in the wrong spot. Alex's, Alex Tropical Fishes. I like, <laughs> I like, I like picturing uh, the We have the door being, open now. They're carbon monoxide. They can't be anywhere. <laughs> Alex is mixing this as a fish. <laughs> Alex, this is another Alex water comma, podcast. Our tropical fish. <laughs> oh, Alex, tropicals. Uh, anyway. That's the great outdoors. What it was, a movie. It was a movie. It was a movie. I feel like, here's what I was thinking when I was watching it. Tell us. It felt very much like it was taking a lot of the pieces of the vacation movies. Mm-hmm. Like, it felt like Chevy Chase and Chet Ripley could be, like, interchangeable exactly dads. The same person. They really want, yeah. like... And Randy Quaid wholesome. and Roman were, like, the rich, poor version of each other. Exactly. They're, like, the opposite, but... The family person you're not into at all. Mm-hmm. And their annoying families that went with them. We can get into later which one you'd prefer to have in your family. I was just thinking that. But Roman. It did feel you really. Hate, she hates. You want to do that right I now? Hate, we'll wait. She we'll come Randy back to Quaid. it. Just, <laughs> I hate him. It's like multiply all the love I have for Dennis Quaid and then Literal subtract. Polar <laughs> <opposites>. <laughs> so, hold on. Hold Let's on. do some Quaid math real Let's quick. Let's just put it like this. So you want to multiply all your Randy Dennis Quaid, Quaid just and then as much subtract. as I love Dennis Quaid. What so are we subtracting from the Quaid love? Having, having That's a tricky math problem. Quaids I'm not going to lie. So what's the inflation has left me back at Dennis zero Quaid. and I'm loveless now. Because <laughs> it just sucked all the love out of my love for Dennis Quaid knowing that they could be related to each other. So you would prefer... Roman over Randy yes. Quaid? Hands down. At least he has money. I feel like Randy Quaid, we're getting into it right now. Randy yeah, Quaid at least cares about his family. He just True. he's just like a poor sap, but he like has good intentions. Yeah, but Roman's he, awful. But he doesn't in Independence Day. Well, we're not the, We're um, saying you, Randy Quaid. You do know okay. that the vacation and Independence Day worlds are not part <laughs> yes, of the same Yes, but he plays right? for all intents and purposes exactly the <laughs> okay, same character. But even if we were going to pretend that Independence Day is in there, he sacrifices his life for his family. For his family. But not for his family. You're telling me that if Roman was in Independence Day, that he would have the same <laughs> level of sacrifice for those psycho twins that Randy Quaid has for his family. Do I have to take the twins with the deal? <laughs> it's part of the family. The callback that they had to The Shining, I thought was so funny. Because oh, yeah. as soon as they were they were like on the beach holding hands, and I was like... <laughs> like They're yes. literally terrifying. They like, were so scary and really weirdly irredeemable. Like, even after they got saved, I said it was like these little twerps. Like, yeah. I, I didn't great. feel anything for them. But, I mean, the dad did end up coming through for him, and I feel like he had a, mo- a small moment of transformation a that maybe he would at least be more redemption. palatable after, like, if there was a Great Outdoors Again. That's Part what two. the sequel's called, I great think. Great Outdoors like, Again. Mom, here, <laughs> we outdoors, again. here we great go again. Great Outdoors. Here we go again. <laughs> Back to Lake Winnipesaukee. <laughs> great Outdoors Lost in New York. <sighs> that never could happen. Mm. Actually, I'd watch that. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I do feel I, like it's like a poor man's way. version of, dare I say it, a Canadian version of vacation. 
Dan Aykroyd and John Kinder yeah, both from both Canada. Canadian. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I, I, yeah, I do. What do you do think, we, Colleen? You were the one who loved this movie as a child. Yeah, but I also, like I said, I remember my dad really loving this movie. And I was just telling you guys before that my dad would quote stuff from this all the time. And I think like I maybe he just had some childhood like memories wrapped mm-hmm. up in it where it was nostalgic for me thinking about watching it with my dad. And yeah. now watching it as an adult, I was like, oh, it's like, it's, it's okay. Yeah, it has some funny yeah. moments, but... So that's that's where my head's at with There's it. There's a lot of gross stuff in this movie. I like truly hated the scene with the leeches where they wake oh, up and the, the leeches, leeches are all over them. I <sighs> think leeches are so gross and kind of scary after seeing them in the Mission Impossible. Or the old 96er. Or I feel like the old 96er is like the most well known scene. The old 96er is really movie. gross. For sure. I've never felt more like a vegetarian than I did watching the old 96er because (laughs) I don't even know if 96 ounces of meat is a lot of meat. Like, it looked like it. How much do you normally eat when you get a steak? Like Like eight eight to 12 ounces. ounces. So, this was like eating 10 steaks. I feel like there's like T bones that are like in the 20 ounce range. Yeah, Yeah, but I would say like most, most, like if you go to a restaurant, you typically are going to get eight. He just was like eating so much meat and then he got the The meat sweats and then the gristle. The gristle. The gristle in the (laughs) Sorry, I should have done a trigger warning for vomit sounds, but that was not planned. (laughs) It was, that just grossed me out that much in hindsight. Like, and then he threw it all up and I was just thinking like. free hats though. Ew. Is it worth it? But at what cost? Was it? At what cost? I think I would try it. Okay, you, no, would, you were given you the chance. Hold on. No, 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 no. So we had a work trip where a bunch of us traveled through. Well, we drove through Texas. <laughs> Texas. To fly through Texas. Don't get me started on Texas. It's <laughs> a big uh, state to have beef with. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, we small, like, stopped Vermont. at a <laughs> rest stop, which was like the only rest stop for like. It felt like hundreds of miles. It was a landmark. It was a landmark. It's called the Big Texan, and it is like a a theme park of convenience One of our favorite Texans, Luke Williams, (laughs) he knows of this place. We said, oh, we're starting with the Big Texan. He's like, oh, the Big Texan. Yeah, it's apparently very famous down there. But at this Big Texan, there is a restaurant. I think it's just called the Big Texan. Is the whole thing called the Big Texan? I think so. Well, the restaurant, you can do a 72-ounce steak. And you have to, it's like very similar rules. You have to eat it within an hour. And then you, I don't actually, I think your meal's free and you get like on the wall and like, yeah. I think like a t-shirt. But we tried to convince Ryan and some of the other guys who were with us to do it. And they, well, granted we had a long drive ahead of us still. Yeah, so I wasn't that was, fully convinced that I was going to be able to like be okay after the fact. Yeah. I feel like yeah. if I had nowhere to go, I would give it a try. You think you could actually do it though? You could eat a 72 ounce steak in an hour steak. with the shrimp cocktail, baked potato, Ew. side salad. Here's where I get stuck. The baked potato. Because <laughs> oh, you hate potatoes. If I never eat another baked potato the rest of my life, I'd be fine. I think I'd, I don't know how I would do on the steak. I feel like I'd do a pretty, de- decent job on the steak. The, the salad would be fine. The shrimp cocktail, I'd probably start with that. Just get rid of that thing real quick. Yep. I would love for you to be able to have this level of accomplishment, but I hope I'm never there to see it. 72 ounces of steak is a lot. If you have to eat the fat and the gristle like the Chet did. Yes. It says you have to clean clean the plate. That's disgusting. disgusting. That's the grossest part. Ew. The grossest part was like the bon appetit. Oh, yeah. That was pretty rough. He drops the the sound effects. He drops the steak on the table. so much fake blood on his apron. There's a lot of of blood. And it was very oddly placed. It was as if... I know this is a weird thing to like take as like a plot hole <laughs> but the placement of the blood on his apron it was as if they were like uh hey you walking by can you just put blood on this real quick there were like circles of blood <laughs> over both of his like boobs just like small circles and then he had it was as if somebody stamped him 
with blood with like blood. on like towards the hip. It was very very weird, yeah. and it was ex- it was so red. It was very red. <laughs> it was it it really shattered the illusion for me <laughs> that this was real. <laughs> but I did like um, the scene where they where he had to water ski. I did think that one was really funny because his athletics, if nothing else, actually made a great point. She's like, y'all are spending a lot of time on movies that have water ski scenes. Yeah, because we can hit Bernie's. Yes. Is there another one? At least those two. Two is a lot. Two's two is a lot, but I just didn't know if I, I was think, not thinking of one. I think I liked The Weekend at Bernie's one more, but this one was more athletically impressive <laughs> considering that he was alive. <laughs> he was alive, and he's a large man. He's a big big fella. The part where he ends up just on one ski and he's kind of like surfing a little bit, I just thought it was really funny. It was really funny. And then he just kind of ni- coasts nicely up to shore. You told us earlier your favorite part, though, were the little um, the raccoons. The raccoon scenes. I freaking loved that. <laughs> that, to me, was the part that set it apart. And I liked them right away because the first time that they were in it, they said, or they because they're just like chattering back and forth, but they have subtitles, which is so funny. And it says they're Chicago people, so you know they eat good. And they're like, pull out, and they're like, mmm, lobster. And then it's like, and hot dogs. Hot dogs. <laughs> they threw the hot dogs away. That's... You know. I don't. It must have been leftovers or something. And the, the whole joke—I won't make it because this is a family podcast. But the whole joke they make about what hot dogs are made out of—I <laughs> think is like really funny. The the raccoons being so like profane is really funny to me. They like swore a pretty it was decent a pretty amount. Movie, you know, raccoons would be. But it it was, and they're also referring to humans saying they're not the cleanest species. Yeah. And like, I just thought everything about the raccoons was funny. I know it was mostly just transitional. Um, but it, for me, it was the actual Those highlight of the scenes. movie because it was hilarious. And then at the end, when they, um, there was like a scene after the credits. I don't know if you watched I through. That was the raccoons <laughs> talking to each other about the bald bear now having a bald butt. And the apparently they know the bear and her name's Jody. <laughs> oh, they know the bear. It's a girl. <laughs> they, know, they, girl. they refer to Aww. her as Jody, I'm and they gonna... talk about how now her butt is bald too. <laughs> Maybe it was just the era, but. Yeah, what were you going to say? I was going to say, I was actually kind of sad when the bear was crying yeah. and running away. I felt so bad for it. I was I like, what the bear ever do? I mean, it's a big like, grizzly bear. I know. Right. I, I mean, all the bear's bear. doing is just like being in its own You're house. You're in their habitat. Yeah. This is not a situation in which the bear has found its way to you. You literally pulled it out of a pit. And you shot it. And then you shot it again. This may not have been our uh, triple candy, but it was our... Triple Robert Prosky. What? Sorry, <laughs> he was, uh, I don't know who that is. Uh, you do. He was Wally. He was the. Uh, he owned the establishment. But we also have seen him in Mrs. Doubtfire and what? as the judge in Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Are you oh kidding my me? Gosh. So it's our Triple Prosky. Wow. <laughs> There you go. Who would have thought? <laughs> Who would have thought? Who would have thought? We've made it this far. Man. It's so many true. episodes to get to the triple process. People Everything have been waiting. Everything is connected. We have the Annette Benning connection. We have the John Candy connection. We have the John Hughes connection. And we have the Robert Prosky connection. Everything's wow. connected. Everything should just connected. shut it down right now. Yeah. Wow. Well, I don't think so. No, no, I mean, we, we have know had what? Had coming, a good we're going to get one more season. Isn't this a, wait, is this our penultimate episode no. for the season? For the episode? Wait, for the season? Yes. Uh-huh. This is our penultimate. penultimate. We have one more after this. 
I'm really excited about it. Um, The twins were creepy as hell. The raccoons were my favorite. (laughs) I liked the water skiing scene, and I was thrilled to see Annette Bening making her big screen debut. But otherwise, I didn't. I I just felt like the movie was not my favorite movie at all. That's all I'm saying. Let's do some uh, fun facts here, real quick. Uh, The title was going to be something different. It was going to be called Big Country, which (laughs) makes no sense to me. Big Country (laughs) doesn't that seem like it'd be like a like uh, like a western a western. Or, or like, or the nickname of Bryant Reeves, the former uh, center for the Memphis Grizzlies. Of course, <laughs> obviously that was my that second time. thought. Big yeah, country, Bryant Reeves. If I was like, which one should I say the out very, loud? That Venn diagram of overlapping people who are listening it's to this podcast and also know who that guy is. Yeah, maybe just me. Mm, that might just be you, <laughs> but that's okay. Um, I did say to Ryan earlier, I did enjoy the 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 soundtrack to this movie a lot. I thought there was some really fun songs in here. Yeah, that felt very summery. Songs. That's true. Do you that's disagree, Ryan? True. No, I totally agree. I have something in my contact. Oh. You wear contacts? Oh, also. Great. (laughs) You find out new things about your friends every every day. day. Never stop learning and growing, everybody. There you go. There's your tip. Mary, you will not be sad about this. Okay. The the restaurant in the film is called Ducey's Barn Grill, and uh, the restaurant burned to the ground (laughs) not too long after the movie was filmed. Was it arson? Which, you know, I don't know, (laughs) but I'd imagine this movie would have maybe done some big things for that restaurant. I would think so. I would rebuilt it. Oh, they did? They rebuilt Go it. Go on, tell us more. Did you not know this? I did not know oh, that. we're going to get there. They rebuilt Ducey's Bar and Grill, and then they put a lot of memorabilia from the movie in there. So um, it actually is there. Can you do the steak challenge? I don't know if the steak Ew. challenge. They probably, if they're smart, listen, Ducey's, if you're listening, you should get the old <laughs> 96 for going. If you haven't already, it feels like you might have already picked up on this. After. I know it's been 32 <laughs> years like, since the movie should came we, out, but we? if you haven't thought of this yet. They're like, hey, uh, Mr. Ducey, I heard this new podcast the other day. Big Brian Reeves, big country fan, and uh, found this podcast <laughs> about movies. Big country fan. <laughs> we should do the old 96er. Hmm. Colleen, how many ounces of 96 ounces of steak could you consume in an hour? Ew, I could maybe do one ounce. <laughs> That's pretty Mary, good for one a ounce. Yeah. Mary, you could do eight. No. Yeah, I think you could. I wouldn't I... want to. If this was a relay, count me out. Maybe 30. That's wow. pretty impressive. In an hour, I probably could do 30. I wouldn't feel good. 96. Think, I don't I couldn't get 96. That's like a whole human body. That's that's well, not a whole human body. <laughs> it's at least, you know, what? the lower third. <laughs> the lower third. Lower third. <laughs> I don't know if that's right either. I don't think that's right <laughs> at all. We are not doctors. We are not uh, accountants. We are not good with measurements. <laughs> We're not great with names of the English language. So we do not we are not economists. <laughs> economists we, or uh, paleontologists. <laughs> Oceanographists. <laughs> we are two uh, designers and one person who's sort of finding our feet. <laughs> We're doing our we're ex- best. We're Thank designers. you for joining us Sorry, on our journey. I, I changed what I said. We're two designers who don't design anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One girl is still kind of trying to figure it out. We're going to get there, though. <laughs> but does spray tans on the side. <sighs> do you guys, do you want to hear a sad fact? Oh, oh. yeah. I so, do. Roman, Dan Aykroyd, he does a whole monologue where he says he's going to outlive everyone as they die from heart attacks and strokes. Oh. And then... That's John sad. Candy dies from a heart attack. Wow. That's a little bit later. I told you I was going to take it down. Really? I was Are gonna, you really saying that Dan Aykroyd has the gift of prophecy? I or that John say. Hughes well, has the gift of prophecy? If I had to and pick between the two, or a curse? I would say John Hughes. Interesting. Yeah. John Hughes. They did say John Hughes is originally from Michigan and mm-hmm. that 
they think a lot of these vignettes are kind of stories that he maybe embellished from his youth. I would say that from the people that I know who are from Michigan, this go this like going to camp at a lake thing does feel a little it's bit very more Ben Land here. Yes. It is very Ben Land here. <laughs> That's very Joshua Blackson. If who I was thinking. <laughs> are all Michiganders outdoorsmen? I think and women? so. I think so. That's what Unless I've heard. you're from the the Upper Peninsula. The UP, as they say. The, John the, Hughes really likes to reference Chicago, though. So it seems like maybe he's trying to get I feel out. Like y'all, y'all had a lot in common. Maybe it was you just because, Hughes. like, not a lot of fun, heartwarming family movies are set in Detroit. It's true. Was, that a, deep, was that a dig at Detroit? Not for me. Talk to John Hughes about it. Thinly veiled dig. <laughs> <laughs> well, shall we rate this movie? We yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, May, you want to kick us off? Okay, I'm going to give this movie one out of four candies. One out wow, of four. Wow, that's really Ooh. low. I didn't really like uh, it 25% very much. candy? I didn't hate it, but I didn't I didn't even It's a little slice it. of Colleen's childhood that you're just I, kind of stomping it, on. No, right now. that's... Yeah. She, even Colleen said it wasn't as good as she remembered. But and the one that I give candy. is all for the raccoons and the water skiing scene. Uh, that's about... It's not even 25% of the movie. So you're being generous with your 25% candy. No, I just like, I'm not going to do like, I guess I could do like one and a quarter candy. (laughs) (laughs) But that's it's complicated. I would give it like a 30%. So 30% candy. Mm. Well, there you go. Colleen? I'm going to go one out of two lightning strikes. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, I forgot about that 66 times that That guy said he got That was actually really, really, really funny. That was pretty funny. That was very good. Uh, I'm going to give it uh, three out of six raccoons. Okay. So about we got fifty percent ish. I mean I thought it was I thought it was enjoyable. It's probably should we see what the actual Rotten Tomatoes rating was and see if our average Oh it is forty percent. Which I feel like that puts us in the right spot because you guys both did fifty. You take our averages and it's about right. We're We're very good. We're very good at this. We're very good. I think it's a good movie. I I think it is saved by John Kenny and Dan Aykroyd. I think if it had been with anybody else, actually, I feel like Dan Aykroyd alone saves it because he is so committed to this character. And is he's actually very. Do you think he saves it himself? I mean, well, John Candy is not so much like. I mean, he's not really like the funny guy in the movie. He plays more like the straight. I think man. you could plug and a... play John Candy with like you could have put Steve Martin or Chevy oh, Chase or Steve Martin. Oh, Steve Martin would have so been so funny in this movie. But I don't think I can't think of a lot of like Dan Aykroyd type characters who could have carried this. Like, I'm gonna say yeah. Buck saved the movie. Mm. Buck. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> well, I, was, I was like probably more invested in that storyline yeah, than most definitely. of the others. I was like, man, I really hope he it. gets this girl. Actually, you guys know I love that a too. summer love story. Ashley loves this movie, by the way. Okay, she another she big fan. really is. This season it's is hit her after hit for season. This is what this is what she wants. And she was watching <laughs> the the Buck, uh, you know, love story, and she was following it pretty closely. And then when they're their first date, and they're in the little boat, and they say their boyfriend and girlfriend, she's like, "That's ridiculous." <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's a good point. Didn't Ashley and you? Uh, <laughs> what? It, yeah, isn't that well, a lot like you and Ashley's summer your love first, story? Yeah, you're so first thank encounter. You for joining us. <laughs> Movie then episode seven. seven. We wow. never know. <laughs> Season five, episode seven. We've got one more left. Oh. We do, and I'm really excited for this one. I've been this wanting to watch one, it my whole life. If you haven't listened to our. Um, <laughs> Our previous seasons, or at least the finales of the last few seasons, it, we have chosen a movie that none of the three of us have fully seen. Yes. Uh, and so, uh, listen in next time when we talk about Caddyshack! Caddyshack! <laughs> I was going to do it. I didn't know if right, you so were going to do it. Colleen, to do you watched it. us, and then you <laughs> sat there. But, like, I didn't want to. Uh, we were going to be watching 
Caddyshack. <laughs> Say it by yourself now. No, you, you got suck. it. You guys suck. <laughs> we'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye. I thought you were going to do it. I thought you were going to do it by yourself. And then he joined in. And so I was like, I was going to do it. I was like, nope, Mary's got it. And then you also did it. <laughs>